0: everybody it's just jimmy Lynn here today on another podcast talk a little bit of some gaming some sports as chaotic as that has been going on too as well and as well as some music inside of it with gaming we're going to talk a little bit with some playstation as well as as it pretty much is around the corner as of next week that we have the summer game fest that's happening um and then as for sports <laughs> the start of the NBA finals that happened the other day and Break that down a little bit, as as it continues into the next couple days. And in music, we're gonna do a little bit of some more hip hop history here, because it's the 50th year of history of hip hop, more or less, just hip hop. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, rock it from there. First off, PlayStation. The fact is that with PlayStation, there is a. Uh, this is a new month, so the new month there is some new PlayStation Plus games that's coming in there. Uh, hopefully, you are able to get the May um, you know, take advantage of these games, as I always say before, you know, they may not seem much for you, but, you know, there might be some game that could maybe catch your eye, like a diamond in the sky, like bars, anyway, uh, the fact is that, um, PlayStation is having some games come out within June, and the three games that have been announced to be in June's lineup is Jurassic World Evolution 2 for PS5 and PS4 Um, if you happen to just basically know the whole gist of Jurassic Park or just Jurassic World itself um, literally all it is going right there is just that hey (laughs) you've basically seen all these movies now you get to live within the movie and around the world of dinosaurs and all this other stuff um running around, rolling around with dinosaurs, getting attacked by them, and also working with them, too. So you get to do all that good stuff in that game. It's more or less a sandbox, in a sense. Uh, Trek to Yomi. I never played this one, but it says it's a Spry sword game, um, and you can pretty much play within Japan as a samurai. Um, so it's, it's like a pretty interesting game to probably pick up as well. Um, so if you're into that type of style of gameplay, definitely try to pick that one up. And the last one, which I didn't think this would be in here in the lineup. I don't think it's ever been, at least not to my knowledge. I mean I gotta go back to what, every single month through the past years, PlayStation Plus. That they added this game in here. And that is NBA 2K23. So that is for the PS5 and the PS4. I don't think they have one for 2K 2K24. I think, because this one's just came out, I mean, I know it's June, <laughs> so the game came out, you know, last year, towards the end of last year type of thing, so, I don't know, it's still in the best especially since the, the NBA Finals is still going on, but hey, if you didn't get this game already, if you still want to get the physical copy, which I won't blame you, because the art style of that with Devin Booker on the cover, especially depending on which other one you get, because it's like, what, three different versions of it, yeah, the one with Devin Booker with the um, Phoenix Sun um, Outlook I don't know Whoever did the Outlook Or the uh, design Work on that Kudos to y'all Because that That looked dope It was probably actually One of the dopest Covers I've seen In a long time From 2 get And then um, They had one with J. Cole Jermaine Cole With the Dreamville cover And I was like Dude that is dope And then I know They had one for WNBA With Diana Taurasi And Sue uh, Bird So You know That was all Through all three Of them That's like That's dope Hey to that I mean though, all the designs are dope I was like dude this is sick but if you're you know saying it don't matter to you about getting a physical copy well then you can just get this one here for free <laughs> so there you go so um, you can pretty much get that right then and there for the PlayStation Plus so those are the three games They will be available for June 6th to July 3rd so definitely get your hands on them while you can until you know after July 3rd <laughs> Um, so also PlayStation, since this is again also in June, PlayStation has the days of play sale, and there's a lot of games from, from June 2nd into June 12th that you can get a lot of good games for some good deals. I mean, there's some good stuff. Also, they have discounts on the PlayStation Plus, so <clears throat> for instance, if you want to get the PlayStation Essential, which is basically the standard version. Uh, it was 60 bucks, now it's 44 because it's basically as a save or 45, should I say, but you know I, I'm pretty sure if you buy it off the you know store there's no tax so. but if you happen I think it's only just within the store so I don't know if you can just buy the card from whatever realtor that you get it from and they just say, oh yeah, well since this place having this deal, you need 25% off I don't know how that works, but it's probably your best interest if this is the case, to just go and buy it off the store but <laughs> in any case you get 25% off for the membership um, so the same thing would happen with extra and premium extra is 99 basically nine 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 nine. now it's $74.99 so you know it's a little bit you know it might be in your best interest because again it's a little off from the normal price of an essential you just would be paying at least about an extra 14 bucks. so yeah, it depends depends on how you want to do things you know what I'm saying um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, you also have other games as well. You can get deep discounts on God of War Ragnarok if you didn't already have the game, where you can go on game stores and just online stores like Amazon, and they sell it for seventy. Now you can get it for fifty bucks. Not bad. Ghost of is up there. Horizon of the West. Gran Turismo Seven, especially if you're trying to get into the festivals of the movie that's about to come out pretty soon for Gran Turismo. Why not? Right still a beautiful game on the ps5 and then you have other games too the games has been out for a while they got discounts like the uncharted legacy of thieves collection spider-man miles morales same thing that game you know, with spider-man 2 coming out you might want to replay some of these games especially since it has the ultimate edition because ultimate edition is actually 40 bucks instead of 70 and it has both games of the first spider-man as well as miles morales so you definitely can take a hand with that too so it's, it's pretty scattered all around, you know, you're talking online shops, you're talking physical stores, you're talking, like I said, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, they got a lot of different discounts of games, so again, if you were waiting for some of these games, which I understand completely, because some of these games are really much about 70 bucks, yes, and I, I iterated on that many podcasts back, it's still bizarre to me Like we've been on this Train of having these games at least by the minimum 60 bucks and though that was you know quite expensive depending on the time frame that you were buying these games you know especially if you're a broke college student <clears throat> excuse me um you know uh you know these were kind of struggling times you know what I'm saying you, you were hoping and praying <laughs> that you can get sort of a good deal on this stuff you know what I'm saying um but now these games are about 70 bucks and it's like damn especially during that time frame which I think they still do it depending on the like, I still, in my mind, I'm still thinking like Dragon Ball Fighters, where they had about, like, what, three, four different versions of the game, and they all were more expensive than the next, because, it's like, you yeah, have the standard one, which was 60 and I want to say the Fighters Edition, because that's the one I got, actually, because I think that one went from 60 to about, I think, 90 something because they also had some random, and this is what I got from GameStop, they had some random deal where if I buy a pair of socks, I get a $10 discount. Which, to be honest with you, didn't really do much for me. It basically, in a sense, kind of covered at least the tax. Because it didn't really do much for me at all. I, it didn't. <laughs> it really didn't. It's like, I made a pair of socks. And it's like, oh, cool, all right, so I just get a discount. And it didn't really do much. Maybe save me a couple dollars. I mean, that's that's still big, but, you know, it, it looked good on paper. Let's just say that. It didn't look good once the whole... Purchase was finished. Like, it looked good, like, as a deal, but in the outcome, it just was like, nah, I got scammed. (laughs) I got scammed. Yeah, but the only reason why it was 94 was because it included the DLC wave. So, you would have been ended up paying roughly the same price if you had brought this separately, but I just borrowed one lump sum. And then you have the ultimate edition, which was like a hundred something bucks, which gave you all of that, plus some other extra stuff. And then you have the collector's edition. I'm looking like, good grief, Yeah. <laughs> so, there was about four tiers like that, so. Yeah, it's, it, it sucks. But anyway, besides that point, <clears throat> you can take advantage of these games. They're out there. You know, why not? So, definitely go ahead and do some dumpster diving if you can, and for these games that you've been waiting so patiently for them to be discounted and you can finally play and get ahead or get now with the people that now have these games for a while so and stuff like that they also have the uh, Playstation 5 collector's edition of God of War Ragnarok if you still don't have a PS5 um, they had um, I guess the well actually I think it's actually more or less just the collector's edition I don't think it's just the PS5 because it didn't make any sense on the price of, like, $259, i am like, nah, I think that's just something with, like, figures and stuff, and other gadgets that come along with it, it's not the system, if it was a system, I don't think that would have been on the market that, fa- that long, it would have been gone pretty fast, I mean, we wish that you could pay for that price, <laughs> at least when I paid for mine, it was the, the initial, you know, price that was being sold for, I wish it was $259, anywho, um, so, yeah, they have a lot of stuff. You have PS5 cover, cover deals as well. So if you want to switch out the white cover, if you're not feeling that, you want to change it to, like, say, blue or red or black, whichever, you know, especially since that wasn't, you know, your PlayStations, other than the gray one from the PS1 days, the go-getter color design for the system. So, you know, they got discounts on DualSense controllers as well. So, overall, through this part of the conversation on this one, topic is that PlayStation Days of Play, take advantage of June 2nd to June 12th on these deals because just about everything that PlayStation, anything that PlayStation Touch, maybe without the exception of the VR 2 headset, these are on sale. Subscriptions, accessories, physical and digital games, they're on sale. So definitely take advantage of them. So, yeah. And so, with the Summer Game Fest, as I mentioned before, that is coming out June 8th on Thursday. So, uh, that's going to start around roughly, depending on your time zone, I know for the Eastern side, at least I'm speaking for, that starts at 3 p.m. Now, of course, a lot of us are going to probably be at work, or you might be, you know, off that day. Um, I remember the days when, (laughs) it's kind of funny just thinking about it, um, when they had, uh, well, with E3, because of course, again, this year it's not going to be E3, but I remember the days when during especially in high school, where you know, for exam week, because I think this would have been exam week for students, if I'm not mistaken. I forget how the days are these days. Like they switch it depending on how the days are, but let's just hypothetically say it was like next week, right? Um, it was to the point that we had like four days of exam week, and we had one full day, which was on a Monday, but we had four Days of this exam, so to a point where you had like an A B schedule. You had your first bell, your second bell, your third bell, your fourth bell. It was like one A, two A was on a Tuesday, one um, B and two B was on a Tuesday, three A, four A was on a, Thursday and Friday was you know such and such. I got kind of lucky a couple times. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. How the classes were because of course you don't get a choice in terms of how you want to structure your class. It's not Put you in there, right? <clears throat> I got lucky, and through the grace of God, that I didn't have to worry about taking any, some of these exams. Because depending on if we had passed our standardized testing um, classes, or um, especially as a senior, you would um, get like an exemption form that if you happen like get a B or higher, you didn't have to take any of the exams. Of course, as an underclassman you had to take the exam. Like if if you didn't if you didn't have a class. Um, that didn't have a um, S.O.L. So, for instance, there was one year, I think it was my sophomore year, we had English, and we didn't have, like, a reading S.O.L., right? But our teachers still had us do our projects, so we still had to come in that day. Just to give you some context there. One, some of those situations, but I had, lucky I had times where I had two bells that I didn't have to worry about taking an exam for, and so you knew what that meant. <laughs> I guess to sleep in. <laughs> I didn't have to go to school that day. <clears throat> cause that's all they were doing was exams, and that was it. So in a sense, each day was a half day. <clears throat> so bringing it back together, <clears throat> excuse me, was that um, when E3 was going on, I would catch one of the, um, I would, cause it would come on like what the break of early morning, almost close to noon, and I would catch it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. <laughs> So, it, it kind of brought me back to those days like that. But if you happen to be in that predicament, cool. You get to enjoy some of this stuff around this early part of the day. Again, if you do work, though, you probably will have to wait until whenever you get off of work to cash this. Because, again, on the Eastern Standard Time, you have 3 p.m. Um, and then Pacific Time is 12 p.m. And uh, Central Time is around, or CEST Time, should I say. So, this is kind of, more or less, and I wouldn't be surprised if I even see this transition, this could be the maybe possible new version of E3. Cause Summer Game Fest has always been around for a good minute. It's just the weird part about it now, we just don't have E3, so it's just like, yeah. <laughs> so, this, this could be it. I mean, you never know. Um, but who is willing to attend? Who will be at the Summer Game Fest this year? Well, there's a, like at least forty companies and more that's gonna be here, such as Activision, Amazon Games, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Day Project Red, Disney Interactive. Could they be showing more Hearts? You never know. Electronic Arts, EA, Epic Games, Focus Entertainment, Gearbox, Grinding Gear Games, verse um, there's some other ones too. Netflix, yeah. Who would have thought? But see, Netflix, if you've been around the block lately, Netflix has, has been doing um, some games and having games accessible for you if you happen to have their subscription. Whether that may be mobile games, and I think they have um, physical games. I think to like download to play, but for the most part, see mobile games. Um, I never bothered download them, but again, it's an option. Um, you know, of course, PlayStation. I guess is going to be there for a little bit. Uh, Pro. Pocket Pair, Razer, Samsung Gaming Hub, <laughs> Sega, Square Enix, Steam, you know, and Ubisoft, Warner Bros. Games, Xbox. So you got a lot of heavy hitters and a lot of companies that probably would have been at E3 if they haven't already, you know, again, backed out from it. And of course, this is cancelled anyway, so I mean, these would probably have been the, the, you know, companies that you probably would have saw in E3. But, that's a lot, and I still didn't list a lot more, because there's a lot more on this list. <laughs> but just to name those handful ones, those are going to be out there to showcase a lot of their stuff out there. So, this is going to be pretty tough. This is going to be pretty tough. I do expect, especially Nintendo, to be showing off a lot of their stuff, because they're going to probably have a Nintendo Direct during sometime this, this that week, or probably the following week, because again, this technically starts on June 8th, and um, so I'm pretty sure it's going to probably be finishing up around somewhere in the middle following week from that from the uh from the start of that day. So yeah. Just like old times. So um advising Nintendo Treehouse from there too as well. I don't know. But these are just some things just to look forward to as it starts June 8th on Thursday next week. So (laughs) you know your boy is gonna try to catch up with it if it doesn't get spoiled because you know the internet doesn't seem to keep their mouth shut and I say, hey, let's just give everybody else a chance to uh, watch it, at least by the end of the day, no, nah, it don't work like that, homie, <laughs> the minute it comes out, they will announce it out there on the internet just like when they, when one moment I was trying to wait to see Sora be announced for Super Smash, oh, who was going to be the last character right, and I was waiting until lunchtime to go and see it, and I'm looking like, darn it <laughs> someone spoiled it already after me refreshing the, the social media, I'm like Started. So yeah, you just you just can't win. So it'd be advised if you know if you try to look or be surpri- surprised at a certain point in the time frame, just don't go on social media. Just don't go on the internet period. <laughs> because somebody is just gonna go ahead and just spoil it for you. You get that one person. That one person that we all trying to you know run out of the country <laughs> doing that. But you know they got nothing better to do. So it is what it is. Um, but that is something to look forward to coming next week and um, yeah that's that's pretty much the whole gist of what PlayStation has in store for them as well for this month and that pretty much be about it for this part of the podcast up next we're going to talk a little bit of some sports and we'll go from there To sports with the NBA. <laughs> now, for the last time we talked, we were talking about a little bit of the Eastern Conference Finals as that was trying to finish up a little bit. <clears throat> we um, basically, in a whole lump sum of it, we happened to see a whole game seven that was going on within the actual playoffs for that team. Um, we were thinking that, you know, possibly this game would have been finished come Saturday. Nope. By the skin of the chinny-chin-chin, chin, uh, Celtics happened to prevail from that that day, and it was a score of 104-103. to 103. Granted, the Heat was coming back a little bit at the end, and especially was due to the help of Jimmy Buckets. Yes, Jimmy Butler himself was trying to come in there, and it was very close. I mean, him getting fouled in there, trying to make those, you know, he made all three of his three-point shots, or his free-throw shots. Still wasn't enough and they were just as close, I mean, Duncan Robinson had a couple shots in there, he had a, he had a good chance of a look, didn't work out, <clears throat> so here comes <laughs> game seven, right, on a Monday, mind you, this was during Memorial Day weekend, right, and so, um, <clears throat> I guess this kind of worked out in its way, because it gave you guys something to watch, right, gave us all something to watch during this time, frame. if it wasn't baseball, um, uh, girls softball too, um, And um, boys, um, college baseball as well, too. I think that was going on a little bit, too, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, in a sense, um, Miami and the Celtics were going against each other on that day, on Monday. Whew! It was a nail-biter. We just didn't know what was going to happen, right? Again, it was at the Celtics' home base. The Heat did beat them twice in the first two games of the series, right? But then, you know, the Celtics won at their home plate, too, as well. So, I mean, anything was really kind of possible to happen. So, well, more or less, the Celtics, they weren't there. I mean, sure, everyone's going to pretty much say, and really it is a true point where Jason Tam did get hurt pretty much within the beginning part of the game itself. Um, and he kind of wasn't like himself probably throughout the rest of the game, but he still fought through it. He still played. But everybody's gonna put an asterisk probably on it because they always technically do. Is that if Jason Tatum was still fully healed, would he still been would this been a close game, or would they have just won it in general? Right. <clears throat> I say close because, dang, the Heat came in there and just mowed them down like grass. Because the fact was like, the Heat won 103 to 84. Celtics really pretty much have bad choice shot selections, Um, and it's always been that golden rule, you know, maybe on an old school mentality, and you think it would you know transcribe you to a new new school mentality, and it it only pertains to certain individuals, not everybody, because some do think this sometimes, you know, if something doesn't want to work, like if you're shooting and shooting and shooting, especially from outside the perimeter. And all you've seen is bricks, enough bricks that you could possibly build a house probably with them. Um, why not change it? You know, why not try to commit a foul to possibly, you know, you get your two points and a free throw to make an equivalent three points versus you trying to make a three point shot. And if, especially if you've not always been solving three point shots, you're just not doing anybody any favors with so, or just simply just drive through the hole, you know, anything like that, or give it to somebody else, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody else that you know that's going to definitely make it. It's like playing a game of spades, right? You're not going to just try to, you, you want to make sure that you have a definite amount of books in your hand, right? You're not going to say, I think this one's going to slide. No, you're not going to do, I think this is going to slide. You don't go on a what if in spades, man, that's how you get killed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, but um, but in space it's just that the fact is that you just don't do that. That's just equivalent to playing basketball. You're not gonna say, I think I can shoot this three from out here. No, you wanna be definitely sure, and especially in a game seven, where you're trying to get to the finals, you're right there. You smell it, you sniff it. And it's not the first time these two have faced each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, right? But I guess none of that transcribed because they kept doing that <laughs> and it showed And the heat knowing that they had some players that were still injured a little bit and whatnot they still prevailed Caleb Martin coming in here shooting threes like that bam and of course again Jimmy Butler trying to you know basically they were just not even trying they, they literally took it all away just like that on their home turf right so, it, it was such a great series for them, too. And it will probably be another repeat for sure. Um, luckily enough, I guess, in terms of the Celtics culture, I guess, Coach, um, his name Joe, right? Missoula? Yeah. Uh, he still is keeping his job because we all have made jokes. And it could have been speculations because we we're talking Boston here in a sense that, oh, man, you know, we did all this just to lose at the Eastern Conference Finals. Keep in mind... You guys got rid of one of your coaches that got you there last year to the finals. We didn't know exactly how this was going to work. Joe Mazzola literally happened to take you guys through the entire whole regular season in a very high positive record and made it this far here as well. So it would be kind of hard and really really foolish for them to just get rid of this coach. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get Doc again? I mean, that would have been cool, but you know, why, why do that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't want to keep Ume because you know, you got to spend it for a year, didn't want to wait that long, so you said, you know what, no, we're gonna get rid of him type of thing. So, we'll see, we'll see how that happens, you know. Uh, but yeah, so with all that context inside. Look at the game one that happened yesterday against the Heat and Nuggets. The team and the teams together. The game that people have been waiting on at least since Monday. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. May have been for the Nuggets and the Nuggets fans because uh, hmm, they swept a certain team. Hmm. Oh, that's like the Lakers. Like, hmm. They swept. They swept a certain team that had them on a nice little vacation at least for a week. And, well, you didn't you didn't see much for them after that. So it's always been that one thing. It's like, you know, you get that one team that's been sitting there for a while. You know, I'm pretty sure they obviously practiced, warmed up, all that jazz through that time frame. But how much rust do they have, right? Because you look at somebody like the Heat, who already still have that adrenaline still pumped in, even though they had a couple of days of rest before they had to travel all the way to the Nuggets. Of course, there was all these conspiracy theories and whatnot, which I'm not saying they're wrong or anything like that. But I know the Heat's been struggling trying to face and beat the Nuggets when they're at their home turf like that. So, could we say something with the climate? Eh, could be. You know, there's no humidity. Uh, from a friend of mine who uh, went to the Air Force Academy over there, he told me that, yeah, there was there's no humidity over there at all, like, really. So, it's just one of those things when a person from the north goes down south and they're not used to that weather down there. And vice versa, too, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I guess that's kind of what happened with the heat. But I don't know uh, We'll see how far that theory goes for them But as of that night um, You know There was some you know, some good basketball that was going on there You know back and forth Some rebounding out there Jokic playing like an MVP like himself You know what I'm saying Former MVP um, Two time MVP should I even say But still former MVP And he uh, going out there Passing the ball Making the shots Three point shots you know, just make it look easy, right? Make it look easy. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Bam and all of them was coming in there. You know, they they made it a tight game. It wasn't like it was like a complete blowout, right? Like a 20 or 30 point game blowout. But they did lose to the Nuggets, ninety three, right? So now, of course, they were saying with the Heat, they were talking about Tyler Hero coming back in possibly around game two, if not at least by game three. Just keep in mind, if you look at the schedule, the games are pretty spacious. I mean, you talk about that game that happened yesterday, then the next game comes on Sunday. And I believe the next game is Wednesday as well, because they also got to travel to Miami. So, yeah, it's pretty spacious. So they got enough time. and If, you know, I'm going to try to mix him in there a little bit as well. I'm pretty sure he's going to be on minutes restriction. I, I would do that. There's no way I would have this man go full out, especially if he's coming off a recovery injury like that. Right, and especially you want him for longevity and not pull what Golden State did with Kevin Durant and try to put him back in the game and basically hurt himself and he was out for the entire year that same that next year after that season, even on top of that when Golden State lost, so yeah, they don't want, no one wants something like that, I'm not saying Tyler Hero isn't at Kevin Durant's standard even though he does have way more accolades on Tyler Hero, but my, my point is that you know, you want longevity you don't want somebody out that you could have at least managed it enough to not have them risk a more injury and make it even worse than what they had to deal with. So um, that's that's what happened, and so I uh, you know I saw that and I was like okay. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. So that that game was pretty good, pretty interesting there as well. So uh, I know people were trying to say this might be a blowout. I think I do see the Heat winning some of the games in here. Um, It could be anybody's game, really. I mean, the Nuggets got firepower. It's not to deny it. I mean, you have Jokic, you have Jamal Murray, you got Aaron Gordon on there. You also got Porter up there. KCP playing up there, too, as well. So, not to mention bench-wise. You also got, you know, what, Reggie Jackson up there, too. Man. They got a lot of peeps up there, for sure, to take care of the So it should be interesting by the time we talk again um, exactly <laughs> how it's going to go for the, this series, at least by Game 3. So, um, yeah, that, that's going to be very interesting to see in least. And when you're talking um, pretty much that longevity of the game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens Game 2. Um, do I think the Heat's going to go and beat the Nuggets at their own base? possibility. We don't know. Um, but you still gotta give credit for the Heat to, so far, be here again. At the state that they're in, to be an eight seed like that, to come through and destroy teams that probably had a chance to be at this spot, but didn't. Yes, that includes my next two. I know it hurts still, but you gotta give them credit for that. You, you can't hate on that. <laughs> you know, you might want to Think about your teams, but you can't hate on the fact of what the heat was able to come through, right? They had to play in the, the playing tournament to get to actually play in the playoffs. So that's they played way more games than some of the teams did anyway, so I'm just saying. But um that's that's interesting to say, at least in terms of my perspective from the game. Um transferring to uh, other things around in the NBA as well as we're trying to figure out more coaching that's happening right now for different teams um, you're talking about the Suns so the Suns happened to I guess so far hired Frank Vogel who used to be the um, Lakers head coach who happened to win that title back in the bubble uh, they departed with them some years back um, <clears throat> and um, you know it just it didn't have to sort of happened to work out, but I give him credit because he did do a lot for defense. His rotation was just awful. Some of the players that he was putting in their rotation, I was just like, dude, what? Like, the matchup was not even working for certain teams, and I was just like, I couldn't think about why he was doing that. But defense-wise, I will say, there was a lot with that, and that's kind of, pre- not even kind of, that's what the Lakers have to work on, right? The, I mean, the offense power, I mean, sheesh. <clears throat> but it ain't about them now. It's that The Suns got Frank Vogel, which, in this case, offense power, they're fine. Excuse me. They got a lot of offense. Defense is what they got to work on. And so that's kind of the guy for them. So I'm kind of intrigued how this is going to mesh together, right? Especially when you get, like, KD and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton the next two. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, And so with Monty Williams, him as a coach, he's another one who got picked up. By a team who, well, especially in the East, desperately needs help. Um, They haven't been themselves probably since, this was just during when I was a kid. Back when, uh, let's just say, Chauncey Billups, Machine Wallace, Richard Hamilton, Ben Wallace. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, it's the Pistons. Uh, I haven't really seen the Pistons go and do as well since they won that chip. You know, they were maybe sort of relevant after that a little bit, but recent years, right? New. they've been the stock for that. You know what I'm saying? Even they had Jeremy Grant, and he's over there at Oakland. Or, what should I say, Portland, should I say. But, the point is, is that they haven't had much. They have some great picks coming from the draft. You know, especially when, you know, you had Kate Cunningham in there and mix. So, it's just like, you got all that young talent in there, and it's just not showing up at all. You know, so... To have somebody like Monty Williams coaching that team, that should be very interesting um, in there. So he had about a six-year, 7 8.5 million deal. So, so I'm curious how he's going to go ahead and try to resurface that. You know what I'm saying? He's going to probably end up maybe doing what, you know, Mike Brown did to um, the Kings, right? Because, you know, who would have thought the Kings would have made it to the playoffs like that? I would have loved to see how they're seeing them go further into this playoff role right there. But, you know, they had to face the Golden State. Which was kind of, I still, <laughs> excuse me, I still find it very poetic, um, in the sense that it's like we okay, yeah, Steve Curry and Mike Brown, both coaches, coach for Golden State, right? Mike Brown being the whole assistant coach. And I was just like, dude, that's that's still pretty cool. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued what the Kings are going to do, especially with what they have now. So right. hey, multi Williams could be that guy that the Pistons really needed. Um, so they just to reserve just regather all. It's just like with Ube going down in the Rockets, which I mean, there's been rumors too. And I was talking to this to my cousin. He was, um, you know, and I was talking about this. Was just like, you know, James Harden. There's a chance that he can come back to the Rockets. It's been that rumor for a good amount of weeks, um, which it wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, I don't know if that was just the time that he was actually able to be himself. which sh- to be honest with you, he was the big superstar that came at current times, right, definitely you no know, Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming type of thing, but, you know, for him to be over there, right, I mean, you had P.J. Tucker that was over there too, who he'd actually be playing over there with 76ers, and then you also had, you know, Eric Gordon that was over there, but then he was over with the Clippers, you know, so many players, you know, Clint Capella, he was over there, but then he went over to the, you they did better than the Rockets. So you know, the whole thing is like the Rockets are trying to get back into that whole playoff feel, right? And uh, I mean, they got talent down there too. Uh, coaching, they needed that. So if James Harden does decide to go over down there, we'll see how that works. You know, we're still saying going back to the West where the West is already still strong enough as it is. So anything's possible. Anything is possible, right? That's the heat. <laughs> That's the heat. But there are still some coaching. There's still some vacant spots for other coaches that are going around right now. Um, I want to say I know you're missing the Raptors. I'm just going off my dome here. It's just that you have missing the Raptors, and you're missing at least with the uh, t- 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 Bucks. So, you know, especially if Doc Rivers is still trying to coach here around the I was thinking he was going to go to the Suns. So I'm kind of curious as, you know, their, their decision with that would play mobile. For that. But, again, defense, I can definitely see that being a big component there, especially that's what they needed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, where can I see Doc Rivers if he's still trying to coach inside the NBA League? Um... I could see the Bucks just because of the talent they got. You know, you got Giannis. You got, um... You know, Drew Holiday and everybody else that's in there. But could he go to the Raptors as well? I don't know. Uh, but most likely that might happen. They might do a, a flop because obviously Budahoser can't go in there unless he's still trying to coach. Uh, because mm-hmm. if he's still trying to coach, so far from what I heard or at least seen vacancy-wise, uh, you got the Raptors he could go up there since they got Nick Nurse going over there to the uh, 76ers. Mm-hmm. 76ers. Nick Nurse. So, yeah, this was some coaches flipping around left and right, so we'll, we'll see how that works. But most likely, I could probably see that happen. Doppler was over with the Bucs. Um, Littles are over at the Raptors. So, I don't know if there's any other teams that was missing any coaches around the league. I don't know what I can think of. Or they might just go do an assistant role, right? I mean, Mike Danantoni, he was coaching for a well amount of teams. He coached the Knicks. Not so well. He did it with the Rockets. Not so well. But then he eventually became like what, assistant coach. Last time I saw him was an assistant coach with Steve Nash when he was coaching the Nets. They might get hit Steve Nash. They might try that. I don't know. To know what's gonna come out popping out of heads and whatnot. I don't know, we don't know, but that's that's gonna be a role too, as well. You never know. Um, so, but that's that's gonna be something interesting. Probably the next time we talk, we, we might get some news about that. Who knows? But, um, but that was just some insight there, a little bit there. And I know, I think, with the one last thing too, as well, was that I know, um, Commissioner Adam Silver was talking about because you know, of course, you know, people are going to still ask some questions, which I mean, it's a fair question, but right now, I'm pretty sure it's not on a lot of people's mind as of right now. At the time, sure, but not right now. It's the fact of, okay, they're talking about John Moran in terms of what's, you know, what's the disciplinary action that's going to happen. And well, Adam Silver did pretty much the right thing. He knew it was the most sensible thing to do. Uh, worry about that after the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? we worry worry about that after the finals so uh, because you know at the end of the day that's what's happening right now the Grizzlies are not in the finals so it wouldn't make much sense to um, um, you know just right now just the state that it's in right now so you know just to leave that focus out and just probably worry about what's going on in the finals and then after that you know you see what's Possibly in Adam Silver's mind about that. Um, yeah, uh, that's 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 kind of pretty much about it. Especially after his press conference that he was talking about. So um, yeah. Uh, so we're we're just curious what's going to happen with that. But for right now, I mean, Adam Silver. I mean, the man, the man's been on his, his game, especially during the pandemic and whatnot. It's the it's the biggest answer. I would I would have said the same thing too. I would worry about that after. Finals. um you know that's going on right now and leave it at that <laughs> so you know i don't know what more you want from that part a line. so you know there's an off season people <laughs> so the game the game's gonna be off until at least october so they have plenty of time to figure that part out or they haven't already um so and of course you're gonna have you know of course with the nba a draft happening too as well right around that corner and be, you know got all these trades happening left and right you know you know, we'll worry about all that jazz then, so, um, but yeah, that was a little bit of tidbit there that we're going to talk about there, but that was pretty much about it for the, oh, wait, actually, not it. <laughs> my Mets, I can't forget about my Mets, how can I, right, how can I forget about my Mets, how can I not forget about my Mets, because let me think about it, we, <laughs> okay, fine, we were on a good gaming streak here, and we swept the Phillies, who <laughs> is in a... Okay. Uh huh. We swept them. Sure, we didn't do so hot with the Rockies, which surprised me myself. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we only won one game, which was 5 to 2 with the other two games. I mean, the last game, it was close. It was 10 11, but still, we, that was the one out of three games that we won. So, um, but right now we face against the Blue Jays. Uh, so we face them, and then right after that, we face the Braves. And I'm like, oh boy, that should be fun. So, but I have utmost total fate in my Mets, right? It's just funny that we're facing them now. I'm like, damn. So, yeah, because right now as for the standings. We're about three games behind them. Or should I say 3.5? Because the Braves got a record of 33-23. And we're back in the positives, which is within the 30-27 range. Marlins are struggling with 29-28. Phillies are 25-31. <laughs> I wonder who help helped that record. <laughs> now the National the Nationals are 24 and 32. NL Central, you got the Brewers still up in the lead right now. One game though, at least 0.5 game behind is the Pirates for 28 and 27. <clears throat> Being at the Reds it's 26 and 30. And the Cardinals is 25 and 32. And the Cubs is 24 and 31. For the NL West, you got the Dodgers, where the Dodgers are 34 and 23. Uh Pretty much tied for the first, and then the Giants, they're pretty much even that's 28. and Padres are 26 and 30, Rockies are 24 and 34. Um, that's on the National League side. And in terms of the American side, you got the Rays are still leading the pack, and again, that whole conference is still strong um, right now with everybody being above 500, though the, the, the Orioles are 35 and 21. Yankees are 34-24. Blue Jays are 30-27. And the Red Sox are 29-27. AL Central Twins are leading into that division as it is 30-27. Tigers are 26-28. Guardians behind them is 25-31. White Sox 23-35. Royals at 30, or at least 17-39. And in the AL West, you have the Rangers, who are up there as well, still. And the Ranger, the Astros are not that far from them, though it's about 2.5 games behind, which are 33 and 23. Mariners are 29 and 27. Angels are 30 and 28. And Athletics, trash, uh, 12 and 46. So you almost, almost in that vision had everybody above 500, but the Athletics as yeah, rough. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of how baseball is going for you right now. So, yeah, yeah. We're still hanging in there. There's plenty more games to play. So anything can happen. Even for the athletics. You know, they could switch it around. and you, know, you never know, right? They may not be dead last come the end of the season. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But in any case, that's it for the sports section. I'm going to turn a little bit to some music and uh, go from there. And we're back. Now, on to the last topic. We're going to talk a little bit of some music. Um, the beginning of around the era of 2010. <laughs> yes, I know. It's like, oh, man. it's not too long, ago. We just got out of that era. I'm like, yeah, well, again, as every... Sounds like to me almost like a pattern here. <clears throat> Every single, probably within a decade, music has changed. It's different in sound. So, almost in a sense where you had, you know, you know, you had some hints, a little bit of some auto tune stuff. Like you had some from team Pain, but I'm gonna give it a buck. T Pain pretty much was the one who could still make it work. I mean, even Kanye West was on the phase but the, you know, auto tune, that was a phase. Well, it 2010, it's like, well, we took that and a bunch of artists all wanted to do that, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's kind of the whole sound from that, but that was, it was something that people had to get used to because not everybody was used to that sound still, and frankly some artists kind of didn't really need it or why? <laughs> so, um, but it also in this era, too, you have a little bit of the mumble rap, too. Uh, that definitely wasn't for everybody. Um, because, you know, you went from, you know, hearing lyrics and, you, you know, you spin them left and right, back and forth, maybe even backwards and forwards, depending on how you read your lyrics. Here, when you hear it, it's just like some didn't really gravitate as much to them on the rap um, as they probably do. Kind of now, almost. You know, some, some actually is like, okay, yeah, I mean, you still got some that, no. But, you know, it's more or less, for some, more or less of a turn. But you can still kind of still hear them If you probably put your ear too little A little closely to the, the speaker box A little bit maybe But you know We give all praise to Migos Who um You know take off rest in peace um, But for Migos They were the biggest cornerstone of uh, The Mumble Rap But they made it work um, They made it work And they made it so lit Until a point where they were able to go ahead And keep it moving bumping around whether it was Fight Night Bad and Bougie, you know so you know there was a lot of artists that was coming around that time frame with that type of sound Um, but you also have other artists too that still you know still was still doing lyrics and stuff like that too that you can possibly understand like Big Sean was there Um, Drake still especially with Young Money during that time frame especially in the late 2000s going into this early 2010 they were all over the place right especially with of course, Will Lane, But we had Drake and Minaj as the headliners, like that too. I mean, it were killing it. it. <laughs> you know, they were all over the airwaves, just like that. Jeez. I mean, um, yeah, Meek Mill as well too. that came into a rise too. When I'm a boss. So to me, one of the hardest beats. <laughs> you know, man. Like when you hear that beat, you, you know you're on something, right? You, you know, you're getting, you're getting, you know, p- amped up, pumped up, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Logic was another one too, as well. He had some good music as well, too. Um, I know, I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, tired of some of his music for right now. But when he was, you know, he was spinning, he was spinning, he was spinning some lyrics up there. Tiger was up there as well, of course, with Young Money as well. Um, so you know, you still had artists, some older artists that was coming from the early 2000s, even earlier than that, that was still making music still to this day. Like I said, mean, Dayz, everything else too. I mean, then you had Travis Scott was making. As well, so you know, that was cool. Tyler the Creator, mm-hmm. yep, especially one of my favorites with him and uh, Pusher T. And you know, there's just a lot of songs that they made it was so cool. Back um, Miller, but he also has some piece too, um, has some great music too. Knew a couple of his tracks as well. Um, so um, that's just a name, some few, of course, I'm gonna get into more on a later end too. As well, um, you had a Cali Swag District, which basically for me the only one hit wonder that i knew from was teaching how to dougie yeah yeah you you forget sometimes that was kind of around that time frame (laughs) can you teach me how to (laughs) dougie so um so you had a lot of a lot of music from there too as well um so they were coming into that mix as well so just to give you an idea just around that time frame and how it kind of shaped You gotta, you gotta give props to the artists as well too. As well, of course, you had to look at ones like J. Cole and even Kendrick Lamar. during that earlier time? It feels like it was yesterday when they came out. You know, especially seeing J. Cole, like when he came out to—I'm um, never forget—it was with BT where they had like Music Matters, right? And he was up there on stage because you know they do that. If you watch BET Awards like that every year, you know that was with All the Music Matters, which is which is cool because it showcases up and coming. Too that you probably didn't hear of or you might have heard of, but they shine a spotlight on them as well. And so, like J. Cole was up there, right? And I remember he was on that interview, and he was all talk and talking, you know, with you know the you know, being interviewed and everything like that at that time frame. And now, looking him now, it's just it's kind of funny just seeing that cool, you know, phase and evolution from J. Cole like that to where he is now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's pretty cool. Um But Kendra was the same way as well too. I mean. He was already spinning hard then as he is now. So it's 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 cool. It's cool. Um, but that's that's kind of around the 2010 music. So how I would describe the era of that would be not not everything on radio was mumble rap, even though that was part of the mainstream. But you had a lot of those artists I just named that was up there and put a lot of music out there as well, whether they were featured or had their own solo projects, is you know, that was the way. That was the way then. It's, st- it's still lingering now a little bit, but, um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I still put a lot, of, especially with Migos, you know, that's my favorite group, um, I still put a lot of their music, uh, w- would I say crump music? Yeah, trap music I would say definitely, so, trap music has been around for a while as well, but you put a lot more trap music in this era too, as well, too, I mean, you mix in two chains and you are mixing that too, it's just like, it's trap music all day, so, yeah yeah that way (laughs) that's just a little taste we'll still talk a little bit more next time with the year of 2010 era of um, music of hip hop but yeah just give you guys a little bit of some food for thought on that but as always thank you guys for listening this will be the conclusion of the podcast Um, thank you y'all for listening as always every week and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time take care